Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. So, you wanted to hear I came to live amongst the Tuareg for a spell. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, for one, am keen to hear more of your exciting life. Well, I don't know if it's that exciting. Merely the way things panned out and probably not a patch on your own endeavours. Surely, travelling around the old world, going from dungeon to dungeon, killing monsters and liberating treasure is far more exciting. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, once you've seen Von Dungeon, you've seen them all. It is not as glamorous as it may at first appear. Raza, please. I want to uh, hear about your life on the high seas and how you came to find yourself in the deep desert. Ah, well, if you insist. It was well over a decade ago when I was a sailor on the Ava Phantom and my young neophytes, no doubt, a decade sounds like a long time to you, but as you grow older, it feels shorter and shorter. Ach, I can certainly confirm that that is true. Oh, no, 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 no. I have no idea what you old men are talking about. Do not listen to them, neophytes. Ah, ah, ah. No doubt, young Heinrich. Anyway, the events I'm about to relate occurred in between the rescue and safe return of Ibn Jalaba to the docks of El Calabad in Araby and my leaving the crew of the Ava Phantom to walk alone on the roads of the old world itself before once again taking to the seas on the Norse whaling boat the Orman Barden out on the Sea of Claws and beyond. Oh yeah, and uh, so when was all this? I mean, uh, what year? Ah, well, it would have been back in early 1549, I think. Yes, that's right. It was towards the end of my second year of sailing around the Southlands to go out east and then back again. If I recall correctly, I was 28 years old and uh, only a few weeks away from turning 29 when I set foot upon the uh, desert. Anyway, let me just return a few sands back to the top of the hourglass first and tell you what led up to us arriving in old Nehekara. In the six months or so previous, we had made good time on the sea. We had successfully traded in Ind for spices and tulwars in such a nefarious places as Duaraka and Kulikata on the west coast, before circumventing the hinterlands of Koresh and coming up the east coast of Cathay to the port of Fu Chao. Oh, yeah, and uh, what is that place like? Ah, well, it is probably the most important centre of trade in all Cathay, and compared to the rest of the country, it's fairly cosmopolitan. Its docks are home to many ghettos, wherein live members of the various nations of the known world. And I do not solely mean men. 
Dwarves and elves too live there. It is、uh, truly a melting pot of nations, with all the good and bad that that brings. However, it is not just traders that you can find here, for the port's docks also harbour the great dragon fleet. For Fu Chao is the seat of power of the provincial ruler of Eastern Cathay, Yin Yin, the great. Sea dragon, who stands watch over the eastern sea. I have to admit that I much preferred going to Fu Chao over the other notable port city of Cafe, Bei Chai. There is a there is a darkness there. The scent of the ruinous powers lies in the air. But the、uh, ancient, corrupting influence of the dark gods is not the only danger in that part of the world. For the accursed Druki, also prowl those waters. Ah, but、uh, no offence to your comrade Tyrellian, though, Heinrich. Eh? Oh, yeah, none taken. After your experiences at the hands of the Druki, I'm guessing that a little、uh, bitterness is only natural. Ah, indeed. But、uh, let's move on. After a fortnight or so in Fuchao, and with our hold full. And our landlocked pleasures sated, we finally began on the、uh, return journey. I spent my time on the boat when I was not working, of course, either studying, practice fighting, or debating with my tutor Ulrich Genscher, as well as swapping stories and carousing with the Ebonian Tamo. However, during these months, a distance. Began to develop between my tutor and I, no doubt one of my own creating, though, as I more and more hearkened to the、uh, quixotic words of Tamo and his fantastic tales, and started to miss the agreed get-togethers with my tutor. He, though, no doubt seeing the change in me, the yearning for things different than what I had known, in no way begrudged me coming to him less often. He effectively gifted me space to explore and grow, something all good teachers must do. But、uh, naive me saw it only as him turning his back on me, mistakenly thinking him jealous of my new friendship. Alas, it was I that did not see the truth. Many months passed. And finally, we returned to the waters of our very own Tyrian Sea. Here, having circumnavigated around the northern and western coastlines that edge the Sea of Dread, sailed around the Cape of the Southlands itself, and then ploughed our way through the eastern waters of the Great Ocean and back up the coast to the Old World. Our first destination was actually to the island of Sartosa, and from there we planned to move on to Eastern Tyria. But as we entered the waters south of Sartosa, a preternatural storm of unimaginable fury appeared upon the horizon, seemingly coming down from the direction of the Black Gulf off to the northeast. The sea road up to the、uh, dwarf holder Barakvar. Our ship's captain, older Fasia Redlocks, upon spying the storm, immediately took us due south to try and avoid it, and. Although this took us towards the northern coast of ancient Nehakara, under the extreme circumstances, 
This was the only real option we had to try and avoid the fury of the storm. Lawson, secure the ship. Steersman, onwards. Keep the storm to our rear and head towards the delta. But keep us off the rocks and away from the fleet port of terror. Today is not our day to die. And with the roiling, frothing sea at our aft, we sailed for our lives, pitching up and down like a witch at a duck pond as the sea boiled under the ferocity of the storm. The storm tore at the sails, ripped up rigging and waterlogged the lower decks, but did not sink us. We were lucky to have been loaded up with goods, for it made us heavy and allowed the bow to more easily slice through the swell. Old Redlocks knew what she was doing. Our flight eventually brought us to the northern coast of the land of the dead, to the delta east of Zandri, and into the estuary that leads to the great Mortis River. Its waters were calmer than the sea, although the wind and rain unrelentingly lashed and punished the coast and riverbanks. But in spite of all of this, we managed to drift further and further upriver and away from the storm-smashed coast. We initially did not sail too far, though, as a great deal of the river is now silted shallow, meaning it's best to go cautiously. Instead, we dropped the anchor not too far from the estuary, where the waters were still deep, and waited for dawn's light to illuminate our situation so we could properly Assess the damage. We awoke. The air was hot and dry, and the wind tossed sand around as a fire gives up smoke. Our sails were heavily damaged. The rigging was like a torn-up spider's web, and the lower decks were knee-deep in salt water. We spent the rest of the day identifying the priority of each of the uh, necessary repairs, and trying to save our precious cargo from water damage in the hold. All in all, we'd got off lightly. We had our lives and our boat, but the repairs would require a good chunk of time. Additionally, we'd need some materials and supplies before we could even begin. Thus, it was decided to head a little further upriver, as my tutor had heard tell of some uh, trustworthy traders who frequented the riverbanks further east. But this was where our problems really began, and where our fate would be sealed.